You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello once again, everybody. It's your friends at Kapow, the pop-cultured podcast. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth with special guest, Michael. Mastic Michael K. Easton, man. He's back. He's back again, and he didn't bring a noise this week with him. Don't so, say that. Then it'll just... <laughs> Good job. A, me- a metal plate in your head or something has been causing <laughs> havoc with our electronics. It but could be a fancy any... chair. Does your chair have, like, electronics in it? No. It's not that high tech. About your beard. That might. <laughs> like chewing tinfoil tin or something? Yes. Well, I um, I just got something, and I wanted to show it off to Michael. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's see it. So my wife, Jordan probably, I think Jordan already knows about this. But tonight, my wife gifted me. you. <laughs> lower it. We got to see that. Uh... What's the grade on it? Yeah, lower. Oh, sorry. 9.8. 9.8. Shut up, Seth. Huh. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's not bad, huh? It get much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you, Cliff. And uh, you know, if I, you know, of course, this is uh for our audio listeners because we're not describing what we have. This is number seven. Don't tell them, patron. <laughs> Only the patrons can see it. I'm just kidding. No, no, it's uh, the It's crisis number seven here, and um from 1985 and on the back that's got this cool ad for the mm. Kenner Superpowers collection. That's all it cares about. You got it just so you have a nice co- that, copy of that ad. That was a little bonus. I was I was explaining <laughs> to my wife and, and children tonight oh, that this sure they issue, were riveted. October 80, 85 Christmas of 85 I got all of these. Every mm. single one of them, right? And there. they're still nine point eight conditions. So <laughs> preserved in the dirt. What? Um. What's the occasion? Oh, today was my birthday. Oh, that's a pretty good birthday present. So that was a pretty yes. good present, huh? Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, she messaged me and, and mentioned that you had gone to a friend of the podcast Russ's house. Mm. Oh, and she thought mm. you were quite pretty impressed. jelly. With some of his graded books. Yeah, he's got he's got some doozies over there, and let me tell you. So she wanted some advice on what 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 she should look for, or what you might like, or how how this all works. So I tried to steer her in the proper direction. Yeah, you did nice. well. Pretty cool. So I was cool. explaining. Cool. Yeah, I, and I did. I told her Michael. That I said, man, this is like Michael's all time favorite series yeah. here. That's he's my holy grail. Yeah. And so. Cliff has it. Seems like I have several this is really of it. I just don't have a graded CG whatever. This is that's just exactly a reflection yeah. of yeah. like your entire <laughs> life. Exactly. It's like he's talking about the stupid Kenner toys and how he the got same the same thing. Yeah. And I got one. Yeah. 
Where does he get those wonderful toys? Uh, you know what I got for my birthday? A waterproof 19... coat. In 1985. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That'll keep that that waterproof will keep you in 9.8. <laughs> in illustrious condition. <laughs> oh my goodness. Pretty exciting stuff at my house tonight. No, that's very cool though. I should uh, I should tell I should ask Michael my riddle. Oh lord. Oh, that's a good one. I told All it today. Right. I told you riddle today. All right, here's my here's my riddle. Chewy is short for Chewbacca. Ben is short for Obi Wan. So what is Luke short for? Don't overthink it. Lucas. <laughs> He's a little short for a stormtrooper. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Star Wars. That's a dad oh. joke. <laughs> yeah. Pew, pew. Yeah, the old Mandalorian. Moving right well, along, guys. Yeah, we've had a couple more episodes since we last spoke about it. Mm-hmm. Getting right back into it. We had... We got Bo-Katan. Let's oh, get right man. to that. Boom. Bo-Katan Kreeze. But guys, everyone's upset about Baby Yoda eating eggs. Yeah. They shouldn't be. He ate eggs last year. Yeah. Eggs are good. I eat eggs. <laughs> it's genocide! <laughs> I think we had a Adorable. nice lesson. We got a nice lesson. There was a you know, a lot of, I... There was some talk that perhaps he was doing it for a reason mm. to hear that buzz mm. at, at, until we saw that episode and it didn't seem like that was true anymore yeah. but it's, it was like what where how i had said before how we thought well surely this lady has to die frog lady the hero of the whole series has to die and then they'll make those eggs even more important and then we're like well what if the eggs get destroyed well then baby Yoda can cough up some of the eggs and then well, he was swallowing them whole that would have been a pretty exciting reveal, right? He's, he's not Yoshi. He's not gonna like swallow an egg. Saying would it? He what? It would have been a twist. Mm. Could have been. Slurp him like Jello. But instead, they get reunited in this beautiful moment, and then they babysit baby Yoda. Yeah. So that was cool, and so it was. Had... And it, he's learning. He's. They're both learning. I'd say you really know stuff. But the first season. Uh, the Mandalorian learned to not hate robots necessarily anymore, and now Baby Yoda is learning that these eggs turn into freaking little tadpoles. He almost and had frog legs. legs. Yeah, so he's he got to see, you know, like he was uh, when they went and ate at that restaurant or whatever, and the thing, mm. you know, his food attacked him. Mm-hmm. I like Mando's don't blow your food. <laughs> but it's just like he's like he's learning that, you know. You can't just eat anything, and if these these things, something might be yeah. alive. And he's a super predator. Yeah, he's just eating but, uh, everything. Anyway, I just think it, they're just trying to focus on baby Yoda growing and learning, and so is the Mandalorian. Right. So, what do you guys think of uh, of of the the big reveal of Bo Katan? 
coming aboard with her other mandos. I thought it was freaking awesome. Oh, As man, somebody I... that somebody that was just recently watched a bunch of Clone Wars and Rebels was all caught up. That I bet a lot of people are just don't have any freaking idea. Most most of them, but still, they're like, "Hey, Mandalorians, this is great." But <laughs> yeah, they don't know. They don't know that some of those are. You know, the girls have the are the night owls. They have mm-hmm. the owl cutouts. Did you see that owl boy? They had <laughs> owl cutouts for their eyes. I did that see owl. Cool. Yeah, I saw that. That's his next cosplay, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought they did a really good job, though. I mean, it was so accurate to the Clone Wars and, and Rebels. It was just they I, they could not have done a better job with her. I was I thought it was cool that they got Katie Sackoff to come and and you know play the part in real life, but man, I, I don't think I really thought it was going to look like right off of the television, you know, yeah. the, the cartoon Amazing. series. So totally agree. So I, I saw them described or her described as former Mandalore or Supreme leader of the Mandalorian people and longtime Imperial resistor in the new Republic era. She's traveling the galaxy with rebel group, the night owls, Searching for leftover Imperial weapons to commandeer. Now, is that all I need to know? Am I good? <laughs> yeah. The only like, thing, it, it, yeah, uh, there was a point where um, she she had the dark saber. Okay, she was the yeah, leader. She's on. She's looking for Moff Gideon because right. he has the dark yes. saber. So we're gonna right. find out apparently how they passed he got that it. around. In that, like, whoever the leader was was supposed to like have that. Mm-hmm. and stuff and was it it was her sister right that her sister died. yes her sister was the ruler and that was like um it, uh, she was Obi-Wan. it was obi-wan it was obi-wan's girlfriend yes and she died yes she died she was the pacifist so when she was in charge mandalore was peaceful right. and there was a um there was a small group including bo-katan um, that were exiled to a uh, like a moon of Mandalore um, mm-hmm. to basically just the with the idea being that we'll put them over here and they could just fight and kill each other off and then we won't ha- ever have to worry about this warrior nonsense a- again. But that did not work out and uh, um, they ended up coming back and and there was a civil war. Um, which involved Darth Maul. We've mentioned him and how he kind of manipulated the situation to where he was. He became ruler um, and, and had the followers of Death Watch. That was Bo-Katan and, and that clan. They were all, they were called Death Watch. They were the ones that believed the Mandalore should go back to their ancient ways and be these this warrior race and have all the weapons and, and all that. Okay. I saw someone in a comment section say they knew there was a flashback in the first season where it said we already knew it was the Death Watch who found Mando as a kid because of like a logo on uniform mm-hmm. or something. Is that is that something that wasn't new news to you? It wasn't mentioned, but fans... or was it was that was that very subtle or was that something that you know all the Fans immediately spotted it last year that we knew they were Death Watch. But here's how dumb I am. I didn't 
think about it in those really in the full terms until this episode. And I, the second time I watched the episode, because the first time when she said, when they took off their helmet and he, you know, had that same reaction as he did in episode one, um, give me that armor, take off that armor. You're not. So he, he's a one way, my way or the highway. Right. Which this is another example of how he is going to learn that. It's not always going right. to be his way. Right. There might be a better way. And and, and Bo-Katan says to him, oh, you're a child of the watch. And even I even heard that, and I did not, I'm so dumb, I did not put it together until the second view. Oh, the watch, the D- death watch, they're the one, mm. death watch, Um, they were the ones that were in hiding, you know, that saved him as a child and then raised him, but they, they weren't out as a group, yeah. you know, and they were, they were following this, religious ancient religious way basically they were i i I made the comment they're space space amish because (laughs) they're cut off from the main the main group this trio is from is more secular mainstream right but the children of the watch are more fundamentalist yes like hold the older views so mando doesn't know but mando doesn't know the difference he's never been outside exactly so right, that's so he's what, never met the more worldly Mandalorian, and that's why he he didn't know about the Jedi. Okay, that's, yeah, because that that was I remember people say, "How could he not know about the Jedi?" You know, right? So if he's been sheltered in this way, that does make more sense. So just you know, I'm very slowly connecting the dots. Apparently, <laughs> not as fast as I should be. Yeah, they definitely some some of the conversations they have, like that one, when you go back and watch. It, it moves pretty fast sometimes. Like when he sits and eats with them, it's like that old conversation. You had to yeah. watch again to really catch everything. But anyway, they... But it's nice that it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like you can dig in and you can get all this continuity and you can enjoy every aspect of it. Or it's just, oh, there's some other Mandalorians. Cool. Yeah, you could, to- yeah, you could totally <laughs> just be, he's got to protect this kid. Right. Because I got, I got to tell you, I had that moment where I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I'm sure Cliff is loving this. I was like, but I was getting worried because I'm thinking it. I don't want a big influx of lore mm-hmm. and history and continuity. It, I, right now, I'm having fun with my space western, and I don't, I don't want to go do homework. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I was a little worried. Like, oh, now we're getting in. Okay, we were just having fun, but now we're getting into the serious Star Warsy stuff. Yeah. and I don't, I'm not. I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. It's funny because I, when, when the Clone Wars and, and, and um, when the, the cartoon was originally out, I felt that same way. Like I totally did not get into it. I was just like, eh, this is too, this is too far down the rabbit hole. Um, I don't have time to study all of this and put it together and who, and keep track of who's who. I just want to watch Star Wars. So, which was what I loved about the original trilogy. I think that that's the show is there's going to be all, there's going to be all this lore that if you want to get into, there's going to be a star Wars story going on with lore and the Mandalorian and Yoda are like, we don't care about that. (laughs) We're just trying to navigate through it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, so they're, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. This might be like the Favreau Filoni dynamic. Like you got a little yeah. Filoni in my Favreau and a little Favreau in right. my Filoni and right. 
we have a, they ha- a nice yin yang. They uh, <laughs> so that that episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. right? Who, which she I did. thought was a better a better episode than the one she did last year. I did was like my least favorite episode last year, but yeah. this one was great. And it, and I, I assume you saw, you know, knows that when they were coming into land in that, you know, whatever the, the Akbar world mm-hmm. and uh, um, Trask, yeah, they that she's entering the atmosphere and it was just straight was straight out copying shot for shot from Apollo Eleven that her dad. Directed. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The sweat on the on the controls and the burning thing is like that was pretty. Cool. And no, then, I actually thought when I for very first scenes out in space, I was like, this is kind of shot like Battlestar Galactica, because most sci-fi was always shot, you know, because it was a model going through space, and like the camera was always very steady. But the TV series Battlestar Galactica filmed weird, like it had like point of view shots and and like it stuff would go out of focus, so, like. It had a very uh, signature look to it. And when they showed a spaceship, the camera did something like, that kind of looks like Battlestar Galactica. And then two minutes later, Katie Sackhoff showed up. Like, oh, maybe mm. is that some kind yeah. of reference? But who knows? <laughs> as long yeah. as you got something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it what a... I most got out of it was that sweet cable knit sweater that Calamari got. Oh, for man, it. that's where I was going. <laughs> I uh, I need one of those JCPenney uh, teal sweaters. That's a Knives man. Out sweater right there that's a chris <laughs> evans special so yeah i actually found that sweater on uh, jcpenny.com somebody had a link to it but yeah so they're coming into trask and um you know it's pretty dicey he almost burns up and then they come down and finally as he as he's descending to the platform and that engine blows and it just right into the water and i was just like yeah, i love this show (laughs) that little hit that little touch of comedy so and then they had the cool uh the cool walker crane yeah yeah i thought that said nick that's an ad at there uh the i I, what i felt was missing is the frog couple should have leapt towards each other yeah they should have they missed that would have been amazing that definitely i would have had that happen um so yeah you know they went on the whole thing there was that creature that they like you know those what are the i don't even know what those people are that took them out on the boat okay faked them out and they were trying so, to get his best car armor so they knocked the kid down in there so in star wars here's a little if you don't know lesson the mon calamari okay yeah we were on mon Cala. yeah right so right. on that planet there are two species you have the the Mon Calamari, and then you have the Quarren, which are the squid heads. I always called them yeah. squid heads because that's what the figure was. We should know when he landed there that this was a trap. <laughs> What's that, Michael? I said, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. And I those, thought it was a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover with the squid head Davy Jones it, guy. It had the same effect on it there yeah. from uh, Davy Jones. But those two species are always kind of together. But they don't like each other. So if you notice, like, in the restaurant, like, all the Mon Calamaris are sitting together and all the Corns are sitting together. Like, they're never... It was a little dumb, though, that when they're sitting there, they have to go over... The guy's got to go over and, like, hit the guy. Hey, 
there's a Mandalorian over here. As if nobody you saw would him. not have seen him setting over there. You know, <laughs> it's like, hey, buddy, look, this guy over here. Yeah. What? So that was that's pretty. Just a little, little deep dive there, though. But I thought it was cool. I really liked the, thought the the the, the costuming and the makeup and the with the CGI effects. Man, I thought they looked great. Yeah. Those Mon Cows finally don't. They did. They had. They looked more. I don't know more alive than they have in like Jedi, you know. So fast forwarding, you know, whatever he <laughs> stuff happens. Yeah, he meets the Mandos, and then they strike a deal. Yeah, and they, they got to get these um, weapons. So Katie this- Sackoff is the leader, and the the other actor was Simon Cassianitis. Mm-hmm. I don't know from anything. And the woman was Mercedes Varnardo, who is a wrestler, wrestler right? Sasha Banks from WWE, right. which I didn't recognize her, but I saw that later. So there, I'm sure, well, sure, sure she has a fan base. Um, there was a, yeah, yeah she does. There was a big thing going around online about how everybody thought she was going to play Sabine Wren because I guess in wrestling she has like multicolored hair. So they just associated like, oh, she must be playing Sabine. I'm glad she wasn't. Yeah. Um, I I was kind of wondering if we were going to see Sabine because if I noticed the first episode of the season when he's going into town or whatever, there it seemed like foreshadowing because there was graffiti everywhere. Yeah. And she think, was known for doing a bunch of graffiti. So yeah, she was. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to see her down the road. Um. They you know, said who's playing her? Or no, I haven't no, heard yeah. that for sure that we were going to see her. So I, 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 I kind of have a theory going that maybe that might be like the season season ending thing is we get a little, just you know, uh, that last shot of season two is is like Sabine being revealed or something. So I don't know if that'd be a big enough reveal. Uh, I think it would in the Star Wars room or Star Wars world. So, yeah. so. Bosch crashes the thing or whatever, and yeah. Then what? What this episode? What happens? This newest episode. So, oh, the, it was this one was directed by Carl, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. <laughs> yes. Which um, I was a little surprised by that because you, you typically it's a big name, so I thought maybe they, this was just a rewarding him. It was for... part of a de- his deal. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do. He's like, I'll do it, but I want to direct because he has done he's done a little and it was television. a handshake deal they put their hands out and yeah got a hand yeah but it, oh, but it was the chub's hand over the top it was the fake wooden one <laughs> turned her hat around so it feel like a truck <laughs> but uh yeah and, they, and how did this one even start out uh, shoot um uh, he's, he's gotta the- get He's fixing the thing with the red wire and the blue wire. Oh, yeah. yeah. The baby Groot slash yeah. Chewie and Han. This was the first bit of comedy that I'm like, yeah. it was a little cringy for me. It went on just a touch too long. Yeah. As you saw it happening, you knew it was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It was all, it was cute and adorable, but it just, it went on a little too long. Right. Yeah. But I liked how he was nice about it. He was just like, well, we're the shot. So yeah, so and they land gonna... there and they call she's the marshal. What's her you know, what's her name's the marshal of town, which so I like they're sticking with that western premise, like each of these little towns has a marshal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and so they've she... they've cleaned up Navarro. 
her and yeah. Carl Weathers. And uh, they have the little uh, Horatio Sands, the little blue guys back too. Myth, they, they unfroze Myth him. Or, Myth, what's his name? They, they just call him by what species he is. But anyway, yeah. that's weird. But they, one thing I noticed when they went into the the place that was the bar when, when we last season, mm-hmm. you know, the cantina and before, as you're going in, you hear, you don't see them yet. And you just hear a question that sounds like star Wars trivia. I was like, are they doing star Wars trivia in the cantina? <laughs> like, it's this bar trivia. <laughs> and then it was a school. I was like, yeah. Oh, they got me there. I thought that was for sure. Cantina <laughs> trivia night. <laughs> uh, and that, and that shot of, that shot of the baby in a chair. Yeah. I was like, that's instantly a meme. It has to be of like mm-hmm. that face when you get asked something like, yo, that that's going to be a meme for the rest of eternity. Of like <laughs> oh, the baby yeah. in, a, in a very large chair looking out of place. So yeah, now, now it just feels like they're definitely honing in on that. This kid is like learning, growing up. He's learned about these eggs turning into babies and he's, you know, learn at school now, but he's just, he's the kid that sits beside you that's going to get, you know, mess with you and stuff, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they yeah. need help every time, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, this, this episode, something we got to go clear out someplace. The Imperial base. Yeah. So they go there and then they get, oh, man, you know, so much running around corners, peeking around corners and yeah. shooting around corners. Classic Star Wars corner running. Right. <laughs> I love all the jetpacking. Like it's what mm. we've always wanted from some, you know, Mandalorians. Lots we need lots of jetpacking. But they get up there and it's not empty. There's something going on in here, you know. And which I, I liked all that. The uh, they brought the scientists I wasn't in, back. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure what was going on. Yeah, there were talk of clones or that there's there's vats where they, they were. Well, I think what we're what, what what they Damn what they're basically Damn. saying you know they only got a little bit of the child's blood and he's got apparently loaded with metachlorians or whatever yeah, and they're, they're using the, the phrase m count was m counts yeah and they're wanting they're using it to make these clone things which have got to be connected to the whole freaking eventually um palpatine stuff you know mm-hmm. that would have come after that and but you know, uh, we well, yeah, of course we saw uh, Moff Gideon. Right? Is this? Does Moff Gideon create the First Order, or do you think that's too far down? I mean, the, road? the hammer home. That this is, seems to be the 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 you know Star Wars story that goes through everything. Clones are bad. Clones mm. are always may start out as a great idea, but they're bad. Never ends well. And they, like, it was hard to see in those, like, tubes of, like, mm. the what kind of clone or whatever they were They're growing dark in there. Troopers. They're dark troopers. They look like... From the 1995 video mm. game, well, Dark they look, Forces. They look like, like, well, Michael, do you remember that old, uh, that old horror movie? It was like Pumpkinhead or something. Yeah, Pumpkinhead. Was that the one where the head, thing, like, like the guy, melon head? No, no, not melon. This is a different head. He had, Barry, he, you can't get any closer. It's like one step from pumpkin <laughs> head to melon head. 
Didn't he have like a guy, like another guy growing out of his face or something? Am I thinking of the right one? Oh, that's to um, Total Recall, man. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that, yeah. We'll go with that, Total Recall. I did want to point out, I liked when the Mithral guy, Horatio Sands, said that he didn't want to uh, be frozen carbonate again because he still can't see out of his left eye. Total callback to Han. Hibernation sickness. Was that Papita? There was. <laughs> anyway, we got some great speeder biking. I we love did. them coming down the cliffside and like hanging their feet out, and like dragging their feet when they hit the ground and stuff. That was amazingness. That was I a love great action sequence. Mm -hmm. And then you see the TIE fighters start to take off. I'm like, oh, they're escaping the base. Like, no, wait, they're ta they're attacking. Like, that's so much better. Like, I thought they were just leaving. Was like, <laughs> well, they're oh, in they're the troop transport. Attack. Yeah. They're in the troop transport that we, you know, used to be. 1979 Kenner, baby. That's a rare, what was a rare toy. Mm -hmm. they, and they even comment like, ooh, they, you don't see those very often <laughs> or whatever. And then, but now they're coming back because you can buy them again and stuff. So here they are, you know. It's <laughs> cool. Very cool. Yeah. Nothing was a tank. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. It's all so, good stuff. Yeah. So they blow up the, uh, the Empire Science Lab place there. And escape, they escape the uh, the pursuit, and then I mean for the most part that was kind of it. Just yeah. learned, he they, flew they back. Put a, they put a tracking device on the ship, so they're gonna yeah. Gideon's right. gonna know right where he is next time. You saw, and I remember seeing when I watched it that they when they told him to fix the ship, the one guy had a beady eyed look on his face. Well, like, he kind of oh, yeah, looked back and I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's turning and looking yeah. at the camera like, oh, that's a huge wink. Yeah, what? he's getting ready to do something. Put it, yeah. and that's what it was. Put the tracker on it. And, you know, we did, you know, in that battle, they had like, as soon as he realized something to do with the kid, he flew all the way back on his jetpack and got the kid and threw him on the ship to protect him. Yeah. And because he knew they were wanting his blood or whatever. So, but I kind of felt like the whole point of this episode this week was just to fix the Razor Crest and get it back. Yeah. And because the thing was junk, and then the the Mon Calamari guy he gave him a thousand credits to fix it, and he's like, "Well, I'll put fuel in it." And then it was like covered in nets and ropes and stuff, and barely flyable. So now he's got it back in working condition. It's their version of being duct taped. Right. Like all the doors are flapping on the yeah. <laughs> Put a net on it. So. Yep. But but yeah, I, I think it's still it's still working in my estimation. All the things we we said we like about it are, are still going strong. And again, I the humor in it. I know we talked about this before, but the, both these episodes had those moments. He said the thing falling over into the water. I laughed out loud. Yeah. When the stormtrooper hits the windshield and like goes sweet. <laughs> and the uh, that line about well, we have them trapped. Trapped where? Yeah. Uh, like that that little mo the timing of it was perfect. The joke about this doesn't have a safety railing. Like it's these shows are really funny. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not writing. in that cheesy prequel sort of way. So they're they're hitting they're hitting the action like the, so this action sequence in the last episode was probably the best they've done you know, since this started. The humor, the action, you know, it's it's just every aspect of the show is working. Well, see that was always my gripe about the prequels. I always felt even though George George said Star Wars is for 12-year-olds. Um I never felt like the original <laughs> And it's I been a while I, since we got your George Lucas. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I knew, I know I was a kid back then, but I always felt the original trilogy was for a general audience. Like everybody loves Star Wars. When they did the prequels, I felt like they were making it for very young children. The humor who like, was very who like, juvenile. Who like government? Yeah, who like government? Yes. <laughs> Kids going to boys Young civics kids. Yes. <laughs> Trade deals and, and yeah. blockade. It's a very yeah. niche crowd. You're right. But now... What I, do you, well, well, I got a question. What, how do you guys feel? Because I don't really love this. How do you guys feel about the... Because uh, they kind of leaned this way. It was pretty obvious a couple episodes ago. But they really leaned into it hard that the rebels are just space cops. He literally had his... Oh. Got, mm-hmm. So what? Tell me again what happened. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. I don't know if I love that. Well, that could be a commentary of like you know power corrupts or whatever. You know, like once you're in charge, you have to do all the administrative stuff, and you end up getting lazy and you know, yeah things. And, and start when getting... when uh, I don't remember his name from Kim's Convenience, but th- that actor mm. who was brought back. Um, when he laid down that badge for Cara Dune, what did you take that as? I thought it was a, if you want to be, it's an open invitation. Just You, know, you, know, you didn't say a... yes, but here, pick it up and you are who you want. So I could see her at some point this season being like, putting that badge on, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I don't know. Because she, cause we also found out, I don't think we knew before, that she was from Alderaan. Yeah, we that, did. We I mean, did know that. Well, you knew you saw the line coming a mile away. I said it out loud. Who's like, did you lose anybody? It's like, dude, you know the answer to that. Right. The whole planet blew up. Right, lost everybody. And I, noticed, I don't like her. I freaking hate her. I, I used to like her. I like, but I can't anymore. I can't unruin it all. <laughs> I, I've seen too many of her tweets to freaking be able to stand her anymore. But in the show. I don't know if it was her or um, Carl Weathers, but somebody, they call the X-Wing pilot, Hey Blue, and the badge he laid down was blue. Had blue on it with the rebel symbol. Now, the the rebel alliance, they were always associated with being red. But I'm wondering if if the New Republic, are they blue? Well, they had other colors. They had red five, and then they would have gold leader no, and no, things like that. Yeah, I know the squadrons, but I just mean as the as like the you know the the rebel line sim- symbol. It yeah, was yeah, always yeah. red. Yeah, yeah. And then on this, it was blue, and she they one of them referred to the space cop as a blue. Well, we are recording this the day it came out, so I'm sure we will see articles this week. Yeah probably explaining that i am curious about that all right guys i had to work all day i didn't get a chance to watch it <laughs> sorry he says now at the end yeah. after we've after we've said every detail it's great think. michael I mean, that's what happened it. last time too i've just basically like zoned you guys out and i'll go back and watch it 
Good. I knew nothing about the spiders from. I almost said when you when you said I'm eating, I'll be there in a little bit. I almost said, you know, he hasn't watched this. Why don't we just talk about it? Start anyway. Well, we a... wanted to ruin it for you. We didn't want you to be lost when we ruined it for you. No biggie. All right, I think we okay. covered it all. Yeah, yeah. So we're about halfway through the uh, season already. Yeah, we're four episodes in. We're liking it. It's good stuff. Don't want it to end. Well, we also got a little Star Wars special. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special dropped on Disney Plus. So it came out on Life Day. Life yeah. Day, right? Yes. So, unfortunately, Plus. this year we could not celebrate Life Day in the in the Disney parks like we did last year, which I I just I thought that was amazing last year. And at the on the East Coast and the West Coast at Galaxy's Edge, people just showed up. Star Wars fans just showed up and brought little orb glowing orbs and dressed up and and, and robes and and uh, as the char- you know the Star Wars characters. Wait, the orbs were the orbs weren't sold separately. You got you had you got you have to bring your own. No, Disney totally like either they were unaware or they just completely dropped the ball. Like they did not expect drop the orb. They dropped the orb. They did not expect last year people to show up and this massive crowd just showed up and they were they had uh, they were singing Carrie Fisher's song at the end and it was a whole thing. It was wonderful. So we couldn't do that this year, so at least they did capitalize and, and they gave us that Lego holiday special. And it was like 45 minutes or so. It was nice and short. Time travel-y. Like a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> Time travel Ray is... Ray and BB-8, and he go to, and they went back in yeah. time and went through all these points in Star Wars history and got everything mixed up. and had the Playing the greatest hits. Yeah, pretty much. It was very Lego humor. Yeah. Very kiddy. It was fine. What was your guys' favorite part about it? Oh, I was a little bit thrown. I swear they got Adele to voice Ray. It was like her her accent was so like Mm. Cockney. Mm -hmm. You know, I I I remember Ray being a little more posh British. I did. I looked. I looked. What's the meaning of this sin? Oi! (laughs) Yeah, I looked up the voices. There was only a couple people that like like uh, Billy D. Williams voiced and. Maybe one other Kel- person was uh, Anthony right. Daniels. Yeah, yeah, Anthony, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Anthony, and then um, uh, the girl who's the girl that played Rose. Yeah, Kelly Marie Tran. Yes. She also did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the rest of them were just like regular cartoon voice actors. But the my favorite part was the end. I I have determined that Burl Ives Yoda is greater than Baby Yoda. <laughs> that was probably the best joke of the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, it's Burl Ives." <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was happy to see that they acknowledged Chewbacca's family. In like, oh yeah, that was hilarious. There was one that was even silver. Yes, yeah. yes, we got our itchy and and lumpy and Mala. That was funny. There was, so. yeah, the whole it was it was fine. It was yeah, extremely it was, fine. Lego Star Wars. My favorite was when they were explaining to Emperor. Is he called Emperor Palpatine? Yeah. 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 When they're when they're explaining to him that what Darth Vader does about throwing him down down in there, and he's like, he, he did what? 
<laughs> and then like him interacting with Kylo and like putting his mask back together. Yeah. That yeah. was that was good stuff. I did. And, and the that. joke about his uh not having a shirt on and his yeah. <laughs> that was good. There were some like fun, you know, deep cuts references and then some like you know, just some like tease tease you know, they weren't mocking it, but there was some gentle teasing about you know goofy stuff in Star Wars history. So uh, it was it was quite cute. Mm-hmm. A lot of blue milk. A lot of blue milk. We never even mentioned uh, the blue milk macaroons or whatever on that. I know. Yeah. If they don't come out with those in the grocery store shelves by Thanksgiving, they're, they're doing something wrong. Well, we'll be the first time. (laughs) So it was all good. Star Wars is still good guys. Stamp of approval. Who'd have thought? Almost as good as Star Trek discovery. (laughs) That's what he was watching all week. Well, they're Michael, doing- I, should, I should have wrote this down, but I saw something earlier today about somebody, some Star Trek type special that was happening that was would really appeal to. But I don't think it was of Discovery fans. It was somebody that if you really like Deep Space Nine, you were going to love this new thing or whatever, this new special. But mm. I don't know anything about Star Trek. I don't need. I don't know much. I don't know much about Star Trek. But I know I love you. Did uh, did you guys watch that little trailer I did send you while we're still on Star Wars? That just reminded me of that new documentary coming out about the holiday special. I think I'd already seen about okay. it, but yeah, I know. Yeah. So when that comes out, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Oh yeah. But you can visit now. our commentary from last year, everybody. If you go back to last Christmas season, and uh, and fire we gave up you the- our heart. Yes, fire up the uh, the YouTube and, and listen along with us as, as you guys watch it for the first time. And I hadn't watched it for a long time. so that Make was it your family's life day tradition. That's right. Watch Art Carney get aroused by some hallucinogenic machine. Not so subtle sexual machine in a child's <laughs> holiday special. <laughs> No Lego B. Arthur. I kind of expected a Lego B. Arthur reference. That would have been good. Harvey Corman. Mm -hmm. He could have been. A hole in his head. Yeah. Or he could have done his instructional guide. Perfect for Legos. Exactly. (laughs) They come like that. Yeah. (laughs) It would have been great if he was there and he, and he like found the piece that was supposed to go there his whole time. (laughs) And it was like a Tim Conway head. (laughs) That'd be great. Stuff wrecks itself. <laughs> what Let's else is it? streaming at the oh, moment? Okay. Oh, are we are we I doing a, a I don't full? Know. Doesn't matter to me. Sometimes too long is too long. You can just pop it out there. Okay, we can wrap it up. Wrap it up, and we'll do other stuff next time. All right. See, I normally expect you to edit all that, but I'm gonna act like you didn't. Because I'm, I'm... <laughs> I say we could talk about the Star Wars controversy about Disney not pay, paying the author royalties. Have you not heard of that? What? No, I haven't heard of it. And Cliff's in their pocket, so I don't know if we're available to talk about it. I can't believe none of you guys have heard it. Like I've seen it show pop up in my feed. So what is times. it? Speak. 
it's some author that did a lot of the Star Wars books. I think is Timothy. I just I keep seeing the highlights of it, but anyway, Disney isn't paying him the royalties that he's owed. Mm -hmm. It's becoming a big deal where they're starting to raise a ruckus, like Star Wars fans, about you know that they're doing him wrong. I did see Neil Gaiman make a a tweet yesterday. Maybe that's what it was in reference to, but saying how he had got screwed over by some people years ago. And the only way he he had to take him to court and back and forth. And the only way he won was because he was already a huge author. So it's Alan Dean Foster claims media giant has not paid him royalties for his books after acquiring Lucasfilm and 20th century Fox. So when Disney sounds like Disney's been accused of failing to pay royalties to the claim author, Alan Dean Foster for his best selling novelizations of film including Star Wars and Alien and a fight over copyright that is being described as unprecedented and grotesque. Hmm. I had not seen that. Well, we're going to back the man on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. I never even heard of that guy. Wow, I'm just surprised none of you guys have heard that. Yeah, sorry. That's We're corporate media for web. you. They they censor all kind of information from us. On that note, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying Star Wars with us. Uh, we'll be back soon to talk more Mandalorian. We're going to try to stay on top of these as they come out as much as we can. So we'll be back shortly. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. <laughs> Hop in. He's just a special guest. He gets introduced. <laughs> I should have thanked him for coming. Thanks for coming, Michael. Again, it was great of you to stop eating and pop in there. A lot of spoil shows for you. And I'm Michael K. Easton, Mr. Jordan Lowe's number one. Star Trek reference, you guys. Gosh. I got it. Got, yeah. got the number two in command is the number one. That was the whole number two. It's <laughs> a whole lot of number two. Right. I'm never first. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute but please know that most of our content will always remain free. 
so please continue to like, comment, and share.